What's going on? Welcome to episode five. Dun, dun, dun. And we're still married <laughs> to the Mr. and Mrs. Smith podcast. Welcome. Uh, looking forward to this. This one, we're going to dive into um, something a little more deep uh, about us and our relationship and That's go exciting. over yeah, the, uh, the five love languages and how it kind of impacted our marriage and relationship and kind of when it came in to be involved so i always want audience interaction but we don't have an audience you want like live people yeah i want to be like have you guys heard of this has anyone read the five love languages you would freeze in front of a live audience maybe (laughs) (laughs) it would not be as as open so i really want to know i guess you can leave me a comment if you've heard of the five love languages should we talk about how we're doing today's podcast yeah let's do it the uh big shout out to the e3 realty and loans team for donating us a conference room because corner office yeah the windows cor- yeah so no uh, kids no kids and uh had to get out of the house and this place works so no one's using it so kind of fun uh it's almost like we're official because it's we have very a very chic yeah because we, we have an office sorry yeah. just punch my microphone probably sounded terrible <laughs> one day we'll learn how to edit these <coughs> anyway so baby steps yeah for sure so uh things have been a little crazy lately right oh, with the, so all the news crazy. coming out of just kidding can't go outside and play uh, no so much for the plans you had stay home uh, thought we were on the downhill yeah so back we go but that's okay but that's gives us more time to do this and more time for you wonderful people to listen also to subscribe and leave some reviews we really need reviews and share yeah and share because there's people out there uh, we truly believe there's people out there that want to and need to hear what other people have experienced because a hard part of being married and growing up is going through it alone and so that's something we decided like hey we're going to kind of pull back the curtain and let you into what we've experienced Right. And how we have stayed mostly on the course. Mostly. And that's the thing. I think there's a facade out there of if you see a couple that's together, you just think they're automatically happy and it's perfect and they have no trials and tribulations. And that's really not the case. I don't know anyone that has this picture perfect marriage, actually. I don't know anyone. If you want to get honest. Like no, I don't people, think it, like I don't close think it, people yeah. like what you would be honest with. Like I don't it just think doesn't it exists. Exist. It doesn't exist. And I can't wait till we're actually doing the podcast, like mid disagreement, argument, fight, because that would be fun to me. To, well, and that's the other thing. We committed us. to doing this even if we aren't getting along because we yeah. don't always. So we'll have like along. live fights. Live. <laughs> you can comment who you agree with. Who won? <laughs> who won the fight? I always win. I don't know about that. Um, all right. So said, let's set the stage okay. kind of where we were at and how okay. the five love languages came to came into our life, came into our life at a time where we really maybe didn't even know we needed it, but we really did need it. Oh, I think it was a Hail Mary. Honestly. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> I do. That escalated and quickly. Not that I'm going to give credit to a book, like a single book that change things around but I think for me where I was when this came is you were willing to do whatever but I was very I had 
some seeds of bitterness in my heart. So um, because of past transgressions that really were affecting me. And I think they were affecting how I reacted to you and how I treated you. And it was just making our marriage not very happy. Your reaction to me was in return caused by my behavior. So it wasn't necessarily you had these transgressions towards me. You had them towards me because of my behavior. My behavior led us to that point. I wasn't saying it wasn't justified. Right. I'm well, just... and I feel like you're being really vague. Like, Oh, you, you want to talk? Wanna... Let's dive okay. into it because I think without the context, okay, it doesn't make much sense. Like it's, it's a bland story. Well, I think we have to get into the bulk of the story probably in another podcast because I'm not trying to deter too much. But um, basically when my younger sister passed away from cancer at a very young age um this was six years ago now seven seven years ago and i want to say that my you know also being young and having a young family and having your sister fighting cancer and going through that and me not knowing how to handle it either because you, I've ne- I hadn't known anyone that had gone through something like that. And I had, I was just doing the best I can. And um, sometimes that's burying my head in the sand. But anyway, um, after she passed away, your reaction to me or your expectations of me, like it happened and you need to get up. And I remember the day after her funeral is when I think, for me, that is the vivid memory of when the seeds of bitterness were planted. And you, you know, I ended up hanging out with my friends and drinking and just kind of like drowning my sorrows and being miserable. And your expectation the next morning was that I needed to be up and having the kids ready for school and moving on with my life. And I'm like, but my life, my life has stopped right now. And I, I, ooh, get a little emotional even thinking about it. Like that was a really dark time in my life, my adult life. And I think that was when I started to really resent you. Yes. No, it was for <laughs> sure. And well, and well deserved because on the flip side of it, I'm thinking like going through that process, I thought we did it pretty well for no experience. Like up until then, like going through the fight and the visitations and, you know, going to Idaho, you going away, coming back you know, the hour and a half drive to go see her and pick you up and all these things. Like I thought we, we did that pretty well. I feel like I, I was, I was there as, as good as I could have been during that time. And, and Madeline was, we did not have Madeline. We I had mean, two McKenna, very young children yeah, was super young. at the time. And, um, yeah, it was and you're the, you're the staple, you're the staple of your family. You're the backbone. So it's a very, very interesting position for you to be in because you're the one that's supposed to, kind of make the decisions and kind of control everything but then at the same time not overstep your boundaries either because there's no worse feeling as a parent than preparing that you know you're going to lose one of your children can't right can't even imagine yeah so can't it's, even it's so so difficult to toe that line it was a very rough thing and, and so, as we get further into this journey i think people yeah. will and you'll yeah because you had to you had to toe the line of the leader but then you also had to toe the line of a of a daughter to right. a parents that were that the future was already kind of right. unveiled right and so it's like how do you be the daughter how do you grieve 
how do you support like there's so many things that were happening the more i think about it like holy crap that was nuts right like and we were young 30 at the time like i think i just turned 30 yeah yeah so the the whole setting of it was absolutely crazy but before she passed away i feel like we did really good for us being in that situation like i feel like we communicated well I, I don't really remember being in trouble during that time. You know, I, I this is weird, and this is I, this is a great topic for another podcast because uh, no, I don't remember a lot of it. I yeah. think I had a little PTSD. Like I, there's I remember pockets, but I don't remember a large part of that time in my life. Right. So right. crazy. So then, so then, obviously, she passes, and, yes. and here I am, here I am thinking. The last thing you want to do is just lay around in bed and be depressed and, you know, like life sucks and it's over. And so my intentions were good, right? But that's, you know, the cliche, right? Like the intention was good. Uh-huh. Execution was terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible on my part. So, and I missed it and I completely, and I completely missed it. And it was like, come on, get up. And then, when you don't respond the way I expect you to respond or the way I want you to respond, then then that frustrates me, right? So now I'm mad at you because you're not responding the way I would or the way I think you should during a time where there's no right or wrong way of going through oh, it. you guys. Right? And um, basically, those seeds of bitterness were planted and watered by little stupid things that normal couples fight and argue about but it didn't matter because that that nasty weed in our life was growing and i want to say it was probably two years later when we finally dealt with it and it was a long time but i didn't know it even existed right it was so me there was, growing more bitter and hateful. And the roots of that resentment were growing deeper and deeper in yeah. the ground. And I didn't even know it was happening. So here it is. My marriage is not not on the... I didn't feel like we were on the verge of divorce or anything. because Maybe because I just didn't know how you really felt. So I didn't really think there was much going on. I just felt like it was more of like a depression or a hard time. Right, You're struggling. Clearly it's hard. And it takes a while. So... Um, it's just it's just a weird a weird a really weird time but i didn't i didn't understand what yeah what was happening i didn't know that you were growing apart or that you were mad oh i think yeah no i dropped an atomic bomb on you after you got angry at me like you you got just defeated and i think it just all came out and i looked at you probably with like blank emotion and you were a little shocked and i remember that moment of like I didn't know if, he, if I was ever going to. Okay, this is really, this is super deep. But oh. I blow my nose a lot. <laughs> like, and I remember you saying, I don't know if I'm ever going to hear you blow your nose again. It really caught in my mind. Like, Did I say that? Such a random thing. But I do. I don't, I have like the worst allergies ever. So I'm constantly <laughs> sniffling Does and blowing my nose. I love nose. you that much? I that love you would to hear miss you blow your me nose. blowing my nose. That's terrible. And I, I remember hearing that, and I'm like, wow, that really sucks that you think I'm like, that we're done. And you told me that you thought if we didn't have kids that I would have walked out the door. And I responded, you're probably right. And it just, and then I dropped a bomb. Basically, I said everything how I felt because at the moment you were angry with me for something. Can you clarify the bomb? Because that can be portrayed as like, 
Oh, like the seed of bitterness and yeah. how it started. And I'm sorry. And thank you. Yeah, there's the bomb. I just I laid it all out. Like you were horrible to me, and I felt like I had no grace. And I think that's not uncommon with your spouse to have more grace for everyone else but your spouse. But the amount of like, and we hadn't experienced things like that. And at, you at the time had not exper- really experienced grief in your life that you could remember. I know you've lost family members, but it wasn't like a close thing that I think when we talked about it that you had experienced. And I think until our grandparents started passing away to even experience that. And, and the difference between like your baby sister and like your grandmother passing away, which I also experienced is like apples and oranges. And so when I was trying to explain to you how I was feeling, it wasn't even like you could understand. And I just remember like, so the bomb of grief and bitterness dropped and we realized that we had to do something to fix it or work towards fixing it or it was going to be a mess. Yeah. So enter. Enter. We had this idea. I don't remember where the idea came from. Probably some friend that gave us good counsel and was like, here, try this. Try this. You guys, and that's you guys need this or, or it's a wrap. <laughs> so we did the five love languages by Gary Chapman and that was awesome. And I know people love it or hate it who have done it. I've heard multiple things on both sides, but I thought it was great for us. So we did the test. Do you want to, do you want to talk about? Yeah, because, okay. So I like going into, into it, like I had a, I had a vision or an expectation of marriage, right? This is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And also being the youngest of four I really struggled not getting my way all the time right like being the baby of the family does have some perks and the favorite child like it's all the same package (laughs) right so the when when you didn't meet what I had the expectation that I had for a wife then it's like what she's not getting it right wait a minute what's your expectation i feel like you need to say this was this ironing your socks mr smith i mean it's i'll work you cook you clean like you you'll be you yeah you'll iron my clothes yeah of course that's always one of them and it will always be one that i will have for the rest of my life i hate wearing clothes that aren't ironed it's just a it's just a thing of being the youngest but whatever don't judge me or judge me i don't care uh, I'm fine with who I am, but no, it was just, so it was, it was an expectation of, of what it's supposed to look like. And it didn't look like that. So this book made me internalize what my vision was and how wrong it is to portray that onto you because it was a very selfish way of looking at it. Right. It was only, I looked at marriage from my angle. I didn't look at it from your angle or our angle. It was only from my side. And then when it doesn't look like that, then that causes right. bitterness and all those kinds of things that come along with it. So this, for me, made me internalize my expectation and then flip it to if I do the things that are most important to her, she has no other choice but to return that to me. It's, it's just it's just the way it works. If you continue to put your spouse first and lift them up. And that's the Cliff Notes version of the book. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, right, like you're putting your spouse first before that's, yourself. That's the whole thing because it's just, it's just a human nature thing of when somebody puts you above them constantly, then they have no other choice but to pay that back. Well, and naturally, we want to give love 
the way that we would best receive it. And that's not accurate because we're all different. Mm -hmm. So me thinking that I did something nice for you, I'm thinking like you should feel love because that's how, like that was one of my number ones. But what did I expect? You expect physical. But no, no. But when you did, when you did things for me, it was like, you're meeting the expectation. Like, yeah, Yeah. of course you did that. Of course you did. Right. You're supposed to. Right. That's the role. Yeah. Right. And that's such a terrible way to be married. Terrible, terrible, terrible. We were married for a long time with you thinking that. Mm hmm. Yeah, but we didn't have any real issues. Like I, I would, I would, I wouldn't actually verbalize it because I, and, you know, you value your face. I do value my I value my <laughs> life. I also knew who I married. Right? Like she's going to kill me if I tell her every day that my clothes aren't ironed. What's going on? Right? Like why isn't my bed made? Right? It's just this chauvinistic is terrible stuff. Like way, way, way ass backwards. Like completely backwards. So this book really did. It did. It really helped me. To, to see things from the other way. So let's go into a little bit of our of our love languages. Yeah, well, let's talk about the five R and then go we ahead. can talk yeah, about break yeah. it down. So um, gifts, so like, like giving or receiving gifts, like clothes or toys or whatever. Um, acts of service, so doing things like nice, thoughtful, conscientious things for other people or having that done for you. Uh, words of affirmation, you look pretty. Who doesn't like to, like, you know? Um, quality time, spending, just spending time together, and then physical touch. So, you know, holding hands, making out, all that good stuff. That's what's up. Um, so those are the five love languages. And then you take a test. Um, you can do it online, too, or it's in the book, and it kind of breaks it down. And actually, it's kind of surprising, I feel like. I mean, I guess not if you really think about it, but it's when it's on black and What's white in front of you. Like what, how I receive love or how I, like my self would lean towards receiving it or you. Well, yours is not surprising. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, mine is pretty well how you would think of it, right? So um, I received, my highest score was acts of service. So. Right. So the things that I expected you to do were a way for me to get you the most happy right acts of service doing the dishes coming home and having the laundry done these kinds of things that i just had the expectation of you to do if, if only you would have done one of them do- <laughs> if i would ever have have known this like if i had a different perspective of it how much better off could we have been so much earlier right you know so all the things that you're running around doing and then you're expecting me to be happy that you're doing it mm-hmm. but it's not the way that connects to me right so you're like why aren't you feeling the love i'm doing all this stuff because because we love how we want to be loved yeah right we do. and it's and it's like well you missed you missed every time you're gonna miss if you're you don't love miss. how they want to be loved yeah it's so so it yeah it's like it's like a perfect example of those are my expectations, but that's you showing me I love you because I'm doing these things that make me feel loved. And I look at them like, whatever, doesn't work right. for me, right? So, you know, um, mine, of course, my number one was physical touch. We're I, not surprised by that. No. I, I'm very intellectual. Um, and the <laughs> really interesting thing is physical touch is at the bottom of my five. 
Right. Like so as, escorted two out of. So as I'm giving her love in the way that I want to be loved, we're doing it completely backwards. I'm saying stop touching me. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> why? I love this. Um, right. It's so backwards of how we are created. Right. Not, not, I'm not saying male and female. I'm talking Just you. Just you and me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Intriguing. So, uh, and I like, uh, well, we both like quality time. That quality was, time. That so that's actually both up there. Yeah. So that's why I like hanging out with you. <laughs> that's why we're doing a podcast, <laughs> right? So we're right. forced in this room Yes. To, to get this done. So yeah. So quality time together was great. So we would hang out. I would touch her. She would do the dishes and we're loving each other backwards. Backwards. Yeah. If only you did the dishes. And you touched me. We'd have been just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Two birds, one stone. <laughs> yeah. And and the house would have been clean all at the same time, oh my right? Gosh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. But we were we were not on the same page back then. But it then allowed us to be like, okay, I would come home and and you know, hey, if I get home before her or, or there was an opportunity to do something knock something off the honeydew list. Right, exactly. Then, you know, if Makes I did my it, day. I would be like, cool, she's going to enjoy this. And then I learned that the more I did things that she enjoyed, the more she would touch me. It was like... This is so true. It is the truest thing, right? Because I'm, you're being... You know, because you want to make each other happy and you want to live in a happy, loving, healthy house. So I think it's just... It's like a switch that flips. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is what we do. And sometimes we have to go back to it, right? You do. Oh, we've had to go back to we've it. Had, I mean, we've had to go back to it. We've had to sit down and talk about it. And, you know, um, and then decide like, okay, I need to reel myself in. I'm getting too, I'm getting too loving you the way I want to be loved again. Right. I'm touching you too much. I need to go back to, <laughs> to doing, I only, I don't do know why, I, I don't know, do yeah, I don't know why chores. I was thinking just the dishes, but like so many acts of kindness. Right. I mean, it's just being thoughtful service. for me. Like, I think when you right. break it down, like it's just conscientious. Even a cup like, of coffee in the morning without being told and, or asked. Yeah. And I think you're the cutest thing when you bring me coffee in the morning. Right. So sweet. And then I'm like, okay, I'll hold your hand. Maybe. And I'm just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's <laughs> the thing. So learning to love how they want to be loved is is humongous. And then re reevaluating it, going back to it, checking on it. Because um, you do, you tend to, we're, we're creatures of habit. So breaking those old habits is hard and they come back, right? If there's an argument or something where we're not, you know, on the same page for a little bit of time, then that allows the old habits to come back in. So then you have to check yourself to get back to them. Or if you're really dialed in, then you can continue to do these things even when you're mad. Like, no, there's no way I'm bringing you coffee in bed when I'm mad. No way. No, I'm going to Starbucks. I'm getting myself something, and I'm going to send you a video of me eating. Well, I'm probably and, not going to hold your hand when you're mad at right, me. Exactly. Why not? I would be weird. unmad. <laughs> if you held my hand, I would be unmad right then. I'll try it next time and see if that works. All right, it's not going to work. Yeah, I didn't but think so. Just because I don't want to be wrong. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's hard to do during that time. Um, so what else What else do we have? Words of uh, affirmation? Words of affirmation. Oh, we both scored the same on that, too. We did. You quality time was a little higher for you. Um, words of affirmation. Well, yeah. Who doesn't want to hear that they look nice? Yeah. You look pretty today. Like, yeah. Thank you. That's so sweet. I don't think you've ever told me I looked pretty. You look pretty today, babe. Thank you. <laughs> I was okay not hearing um, that. I actually was more surprised for me that gifts were not higher because I get so excited when you buy me something. Because you're bougie. 
oh, that's like a different thing. It's just a whole different thing. I don't think you love me because of that. I'm just bougie in general. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. It doesn't prove anything. It's just it's like that was your ironing of the sheets. The expectation is just. I did appreciate that you scored like nothing on gifts. You're like a one. Yeah. No, no. Tell me. Uh, tell me I look good. Hang out with me and touch me is really all I care about. It's pretty easy. You do like your occasional pair of shoes, though. So, I mean. Yeah, but I buy those myself. It's not a gift. <laughs> so, don't worry about it. I got that part covered. Got it. Yeah. What is that? Uh, I can't even read your handwriting. I know. You know. The what does that say? This, that's, that's oh, that's you. Oh, that's yeah. your. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. I know. My writing is so bad. I don't it will ever have soon. to touch you. I mean, I scored more on physical touch than you did on gifts. That's crazy, yeah. So, um, this is actually fun. I mean, if you do this in the right, you know, frame of mind, obviously for us, it was like a big thing. It was a big, it was a big change in our life because we're going through such a tough time, and I'm handling it backwards, pushing my expectation onto her. She's grieving the loss of her only sibling, and here I am being a douchebag through the whole thing. She lets it drag on for years and just creates this ginormous seed of bitterness towards me and covered it up beautifully because I had no idea it was even there and then it was like it just blew up and it was like what do we do you know fork in the road kind of thing like here it is you know um thank god we had kids well I mean I think that was you know in the speed like I I remember saying it but that was like in the spirit of anger and frustration that's not I mean we've always been committed to okay we have to take a breath and figure it out because yeah because at that point I would do I would do anything not to lose you like that's not an option for me so whatever that road is I'm going down and we we got there I think it was was, notice she didn't say the same about me no (laughs) Mr. Smith well of course I'm but, just saying that wasn't an option. That's always never been an option. We don't make it an option in our house. That's not something that we throw around loosely or... At all? We don't talk about the D word. So. No? The divorce word. Uh-huh. I feel Thanks like I had to clarify. clarify. Yeah. I was wondering uh, where you are headed with it. Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, I've only told you to call my sister a couple times. But she would never take your case, so... I know. That. That's why I told you to call her. <laughs> I don't think she'd take mine either. Oh. Um, yeah, so I think it's. I think going through this was, uh, it sucked, right? Clearly it sucked because it was terrible to go through all the emotions, all that stuff, us battling, trying to figure it out, being mad at me without telling me. By the way, that's Dif- not fair. Difficult things come, like, you know, when they say, you know, a new perspective will come in the morning. Sometimes you have to go through that darkness to get to the other yeah, side. Yeah, because honestly, I don't think we would, we would have, we would have never done this without that experience and then that then that brought us that much closer in the end and obviously going through this and other things right communicating better like we worked on stuff to where it was like okay we're we're a team i'm sorry i sucked for the last two years um let me help and make it better and and then so we kind of realigned it and then went through this so then it brought us deeper and more connected and we still have to go back to it. I mean, when we went to Tahoe for our anniversary, yeah. like that was a good quality time. Like sometimes we have to remember, like mm-hmm. we have to, we have to go do this because it's good for our souls, our marriage, all of that. So, I highly recommend giving it a try. You can even just do the online quiz if you're not into reading the book. But yeah, and and to the to the even husbands, even if you're not struggling, even if you're not struggling, yeah, you don't have to, to go through crap to to get it better, right? Like. And, 
you should learn what how you're loved. I yeah. think, I mean, knowing that is huge. I mean, what is it that the smart man learns from his mistakes and the wise man learns from others? So before you get into that boat of right. resentment and bitterness, you know, get into something like this to where you can connect on a deeper level. And, and then you don't have to go through those hard times or the super dark times. Regardless of what you do, you're going to have hard times. Oh. Yeah, but you don't have to go through the super, super dark times if you have a base like this that you can kind of go off of and reconnect. And, and fellas, let me just tell you real quick, close your ears. When you're in trouble, man, go back to this list. This is like almost get out of jail free card kind of stuff. Because you start doing acts of service, quality time, when your wife is mad at you, they're not going to stay mad that long because you know how to attack break down the walls only if that's your wife's love language yeah yeah don't yeah disclaimer I was just, yeah i was just saying hers yeah don't don't do don't do her her love language on your wife it's not the same it's a terrible strategy terrible. but do it before and if it makes you uncomfortable to go through something like this even more the reason to go through it right like right. learn to get uncomfortable be comfortable being uncomfortable and and you'll grow depths and leaps and bounds from from just opening yourself up and being raw and, and vulnerable to your spouse and then that connection is is stronger and better and deeper and i think that's the key to the whole thing is continuing to plant those good roots so that the the, the bad weeds can't live amen damn write that one down that was, that was a, a good, good one, one mr smith all, all right, right you guys well well that's our advice that's our recipe for the recipe book today <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> whatever anyway <laughs> All right, you guys. All right. Thanks for listening. And listen, please subscribe and share this thing and get the word out um, to people around you and in your circles and leave us some reviews. We really, really will appreciate those. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Mr. Mr. And, and Mrs. Mrs. Smith, Smith podcast.